All right, welcome into another edition of Catching Up with Tommy Mac Podcast here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. We're also on 1010XL's Facebook page. Hello, Facebook. And, of course, on Relevant, the group messaging chat app with live interactive podcasts. Good morning to all the listeners throughout the mediums. Love being here and doing this show. It's Friday. I was just telling Graham that, you know, I got to start drinking early today, so... It's going to be a tough one, but someone's got to do it. And, uh, man, we got a great weekend of football, don't we? I mean, college and pro. Good luck to all the high schools. I can't name all of you, but I know you got playoffs going on, and good luck to you. You know, I hope you uh, you come away with victories and, and continue the run. I think you're in the quarterfinal or semifinal or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, like my uh, my dad would always say, they're the enemy and treat them as such and step on their necks. And after the game, you shake their hand and, Say good game and and move on. Although be careful because you saw that high school basketball kid. You see him beat that other kid up. They were shaking hands at the game. Did you see that, Graham? No, good morning or afternoon. How you doing? Good morning. How are we? Graham Marsh is here. He's also, no longer uh, looking like Andre Agassi, but know, he's still okay. doing good. Got a nice haircut. What's up, but, dude? Uh, Bulls. Yeah. Um, semifinals tonight against Coco. That's what it we're is. Traveling yeah. down to Coco. Yeah, that's a, a big. big game tonight. That's so. big. One of our friend's sons. Uh, um. Hanson Engler, they're starting tight ends on that team. So we're pulling for you, Bulls, and all the other schools, of course, as well. But great week. I mean, look, uh, Bama and Georgia is going to be insane. I'm almost thinking Bama's, Bama's going to upset them. But they just didn't play great against Auburn. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready to make that call. But it'll be a great, great weekend of football. Of course, your Jacksonville Jaguars will take on the Rams. We'll talk about that. Four or five kickoff, which is nice. You know, I like the late afternoon games. I watch football all Sunday anyway, for the most part. Um, the only part I don't really watch, although it'll change because the Jags are on. Like if the Jags are on at one, that first half of the second games I watch. I, I barely watch. I just feel like you know I'll do other stuff and throw the ball to the dogs, hang out, whatever, and then watch the second half if it's cool if it's any after, good. Cool down, yeah, after cool down after, after like going nuts <laughs> watching our team two and nine. Gosh dang, they, it's just so awful. Last night you saw Dallas take care of the New Orleans Saints. Um, they paid that Taysom Hill kid quite the money. He can run. Can't throw very well. I don't think he's your QB. I did learn from my boys, uh, Fat Tony and, and uh, MD on Jaguars today, that his contract's all incentive-laden. He'll never reach some of them. Some of them are absurd. Like, he's got to be the starting quarterback in three different Super Bowls. That kid is not a quarterback. He's not a QB. But whatever. He can run. And he got paid, so good for him. Around the AFC South, Indy taking on Houston in Houston. Indy should win that one. Um, and although Houston weirdly seems like they're playing decent, but Indy, after coming off the Tampa Bay loss, where they went toe-to-toe, that was a great game. Um, they're going to uh, they're gonna win that game. Uh, Tennessee has the bye week, so that's it inside the division. Denver, Kansas City, Sunday night football. New England at Buffalo, Monday night football. To me, as I look through the schedule, though, they're only the real games that are that exciting, although I'm not, you know, fans of any of those teams. We got to take on the Rams. We go out to L.A. Better keep an eye on those guys out in Los Angeles. A lot to do in L.A. before a football game, especially the night before, so make sure you, you keep an eye on them. We're playing a Rams team at 7-4. and four. The Dream Team says, or the All-Star Team says Urban Meyer. I don't know. Matthew Stafford, I really like, but lately he's been uh, turnover prone. He's got six turnovers in the last uh, couple of games. He's still a very good QB, don't get me wrong. And if you don't rattle him, he'll kill you. 
He will. And they got enough weapons with Cup and Van Jefferson, OBJ, uh, OBJ if he plays. Their tight end's decent in uh, Robert Higby. They got a good running back. And if they don't, they got a good backup running back. They got a good offensive line. It's going to be a big challenge for our Jaguars defense. Graham, what's up? Doesn't it feel like the Rams offense right now, the last couple of weeks when they've been struggling, has was sort of like the Chiefs early in the year? Yeah, teams teams have played a little bit softer coverage. Yep, and Stafford is still looking for that big home run play. Yep, and he just throws it right to his. Well, I felt like last week when I was watching, he's forcing it to OBJ. Like, don't don't force it. When you've got all those other weapons, no, no Cup's a man. I'd force it to him. He's better than OBJ. I mean, he is. His production is ridiculous. A good receiver. Well, Van's coming up, man. He's averaging almost 18 yards a catch. Four touchdowns. Fourth round draft pick, by the way. And we're hurting on our defensive backfield. I mean, Shaq Griffin's not traveling. He is not going to the game. Tyson Campbell had a great game last week. but His his best game of his career. No doubt. No doubt. This is a tall order, though. They're loaded on offense. They're loaded on defense on paper. And their defense hasn't been as great. Now, the, granted, they have 50 tackles for loss and 30 sacks. We have 43 and 19, so obviously a little bit less, a lot of bit less on the sacks. But, um, you know, their defense can be had. You got to run at them. You got to run at Von Miller. You got to run at Leonard Floyd. You got to run at those outside passers. Double down on Donald. Try to get that seam right there between Donald and the outside backer. Of course, you got to, you know, seal off the inside so the, you know, the uh, the cavalry, the, 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 um, they can't come over and, and get to it. But you got to pound the ball. One of my keys to victory, the first one I said on Jaguars today is give James Robinson the ball 27 times. Pass or run. I don't care. Get him in the passing game. Get him one-on-one with the, the this guy, uh, uh, Reader, number 51. He can be had in coverage. I watched him last week. They took advantage of him. You can take advantage of him. You know, I'm not – look, I think they're going to get their ass kicked. I really do. And, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I feel bad for you fans. I don't know what's going on down there. It's all just whacked, it seems. You know, the, the, the comments that the head coach, Urban Meyer, says, it's like, what? What do you – what are you watching? What are you, what are you talking about? It just we'll get into that a little bit later. But as far as the matchup is concerned, man, you're gonna have a tough time. And we got a lot of guys that are injured. Devon Hamilton not playing well, and he's listed as questionable. Malcolm Brown listed as questionable. Damian Wilson listed as questionable. It was limited yesterday in practice. Miles Jack limited his question. Tyson Campbell limited his questionable. Chad Griffin, who's out. So you got, you know, you know, questionable usually means you play. So it's not like you're not playing uh, if you're questionable, but you could be a game time or you might not be at your best. Uh, look, they got pushed around last week. The defense did. And uh, this offensive line for the Rams is pretty decent. They've given up 17 sacks. We've given up 20 and we've had a pretty decent run protecting our quarterback overall. Uh, it's been leaky as of late, but. That's got to get better. So they, they've got a formidable team. Uh, they've lost three in a row. They lost to Tennessee, to San Fran, and Green Bay. San Fran smoked them, if you remember. San Fran smoked us, too. So I don't know. Maybe we're close. When you look at it stat-wise, we're nowhere close. Points, check this out. We're averaging 15.7 points a game. Do you know how terrible that is? That's like, I don't even know how to explain that. I would fire the guy just for that, but I'd wait. But still, that's terrible. They average 27.2 points a game. 
Do the math. They give up about 24. We give up about 26. They're going to beat. I got them beating us pretty good. 37 to 19. I think they're going to smoke us. I think we're running into a buzzsaw. I hope I'm wrong. How do you, you know what, how you defend that? You shut the crowd up. How do you shut the crowd up? You make plays. You get you get ahead. You score early. You stop them on defense. Once that crowd gets going, once they all get going, you're doomed. I'm telling you, I've been in that situation, college and pro. Starts off bad, and it never stops, and it's like it just can get really ugly. And I think that's going to happen out in L.A. You shut that crowd up by giving 25 the ball time after time Thank after you. time and getting, getting five, six yards of carry. Yep. And all of a sudden, that electric Rams offense hasn't been on the field in yep. six, seven minutes. You know, and, and again, you know, Give J-Rob the ball, period. I just don't – I know why. I already, I already ranted about it earlier this week. I know I know why. I know this story. They're idiots. I'm sorry, they are. To not know that that guy's your best player, that everything should be around him, you're an idiot. And I said it, and I'll stand up to it, whatever. Whatever we got to do. But uh, that to me is despicable, that you, you – and and I and again, like I said earlier in the week, you don't you don't. It's almost like you don't want him to be. No, Carlos Hyde has juice in his legs. Really? Okay. He averages three point seven yards a carry. You know what? J. Rob averages five point one. I don't care that he can't take it to the house. It doesn't matter. He can take it inside the thirty to the house, maybe the forty outside that. So what? Who cares? Who cares? He's your most productive player. And for you to not realize that and not want that, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. There's no other word I can think of when it comes uh, to that at at this particular time. Um, Look, I think we can run the ball on this team. They give up four yards of carry. 3.9. Oh, they're pretty good. We're 4.0. We should stop them. They've got a good running back if he plays. Uh, he's a uh, he's a really good run. Daryl Henderson Jr. Man, he's little guy, five eight, two oh seven, fast and quick and pretty powerful. Averaging four point six yards a carry and five touchdowns. He's listed as questionable. If it's not him, it's Sony Michelle, who you know from the Patriots. He's very capable of having a big day. If we don't win up front, got to win up front, and we didn't win up front. We haven't won up front in a few games now. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. Could you imagine if they? Had a healthy Cam Akers right now with Daryl Henderson. <laughs> Next year. Well, again, and why is Cam that exciting? Because he could take it to the house on any yes. given moment. I get yep. that. And I know I, I'd want that too. But at the same time, it is what it is. You have who you have. You should understand two things. One, J-Rob's your best player. Two, your offense shouldn't be – you shouldn't be trying to fit your quarterback into your offense. You should be trying to fit an offense around your quarterback. It's a big difference. You failed. You failed. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Oh, hey, you know, and here's the thing. You never know. I think they're going to get killed. But you know what? You never know. Things go their way. You rattle Stafford. You know, you you, you come very, come physically ready to play. You smash him in the mouth. You get some turnover. You know, things can happen. And then maybe you go on a run. I don't know. Maybe you can. But to date, you haven't shown any of that. You have one good series last week, and you're like, "Oh wow, look look at this." So what? And how was how that series go? Go back and look at it. The majority of it was what runs by J. Rob, which set up what two really good throws by by Trevor to O'Shaughnessy and then to to uh, Austin. Yeah, not out of this world throws. Don't even listen to the hype. They were good throws. They were throws he has to make. I don't give extra credit for throws that you're supposed to make. 
It's like, you know, these bowl games, six and six. So let me ask you a question. You parents out there, your kid comes home with all C's. You taking him out to dinner? You going to congratulate him? Hey, good job. You tried really hard. Yet C's. It's average. You don't get a reward for average. In my book, it's like the college six. And BC six and six. Stay home. You don't deserve a bowl. Everybody gets a bowl. Do you hear that? Every bowl eligible team's getting a bowl game. Oh, this little Jimmy need a cookie. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so sad. You poor little baby. You worked so hard and you didn't win. Last week when I went to Florida FSU, and obviously I'm a, I'm a Florida grad, so yeah. of course I'm rooting for the Gators. Yeah. But a lot of our FSU friends came, and we, we always do that. It's like a big weekend with both of us. And I was like, dude, honestly, the whole thing right now is this is like a game to battle for a bowl. If we win this game, I don't want a bowl, no, man. This season no. sucks, dude. Right, right. The only plus is you get extra practices. Yeah. So, so you're, you get you're young guys spring. that are developing, yeah. but like, it's, I think that's the problem with things. So, like, come on, man. It, it, you, in my opinion, you should be eight and four at the bottom, right. the minimum to get a bowl game. Right. It's a reward. It's fun. look, we played in the Hall of Fame Bowl, my fifth year. It's the only bowl game I played in my entire career at Boston College. It was incredible. It was first class the whole way. We had a great time. We got our butts kicked, but man, we they played. They feed on you great food. New Year's New Year's Day it was a big bowl. It was New Year's Day bowl back when those those bowls were really big. And yeah, I mean, we, we obviously Tennessee killed us, but man, yeah, it was a reward for a great year. We ended up twenty first in the country. I think before that game, we were seventeenth. Like that's a reward. Part of that, we didn't win. We didn't deserve anything. Six and six is mediocre. It doesn't deserve a reward. You can cry all you want. Well, they try hard. Everybody tries hard. You don't get paid for trying hard. You get paid for winning. And if you're a big program, six and six is bad. It's It's terrible. It's not even mediocre. Eight and four is not even that good. Eight eight and four is mediocre for a Go eight and four at Florida three years in a row. You get your ass fired. (laughs) Exactly. It it happens, you know? Look at look at Brian Kelly. I know everyone's gonna rip his fake Southern accent. It was really weak. You gotta check it out. I can't believe he did that. So I've been in the South for twenty six years. My wife's from Mobile, Alabama. My kids, most of them have accents, or at least to a certain degree. You I'll mean, say y'all, but I don't say your y'all. Family. <laughs> your fa- you and your family. I mean, if you're sitting in the stands at LSU and that guy's your head coach, you're like, what a dork. Boo! Dork! Hey, dork, go home! <laughs> Dude, I that mean, jeez. That was nerds! That was embarrassing, man. That, like, what are you doing? What man? are you doing? It's just crazy. But look, at the end of the day, the only way this team's going to have a chance is if they pound the rock. And they use play action and they get the ball out quick, right? So we know this. We know the Rams' defensive line will beat our offensive line. I think that's a given. In my opinion, I think because look, you're going to have a tough time with Donald. You're going to have a tough time with Floyd. They add Von Miller. I think you're going to have a tough time with all. Now, how do you how do you how do you get past that? You get the ball out quick. You let them come up the field a little bit, maybe trap them, and you run right at the outside rushers. You double down on the tackle. You kick out him, and man, you just got to bring someone else with you. Pull a, pull around a guard, pull around a tight end, whatever, and get up in the hole and lead James Robinson to just a little bit of daylight. Now he's not a hundred percent. I understand that, but last week, and I saw you could see it. Like he didn't have certain bursts to his game. You saw when he like going towards the sideline and slowing down. You could tell the heel kind of bothered him a little bit. But he still was 17 for like 81 yards. So who 
it's 5.1 yards of carry, however you want to chalk it up or write it up or type it up. I don't care. That's what it is. So ride that train. Doesn't, you know, common sense is a lost art these days, doesn't it? Common sense says what? I was saying this on the radio. Who's the best player on offense? James Robinson. Can't everybody see that? These coaches, you know, they talk in code and like they're so smart and they're scientific and all. They're not. They're not. They're just football coaches. It's not. X's and O's are not that complicated, especially when you've been in front of them. You just, it all makes sense. Like it all comes, you know, they all go together. So once you figure that out, it's not that big of a deal. They all think like, oh, no, it's not. It's just football. So you can sit there as a fan and look like, why aren't they giving the ball to to James Robinson? Why? What the hell is going on? Why is number 33 in the game at a critical point in the game? Hey, by the way, that pass wasn't a good pass. But James Robinson most likely would have caught it because he's very good. He's got very soft hands, and he'll make the one-handed grab. And trust me, number 33, whatever, I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me. It was a low pass. He should have caught the ball. It came out quick, but you got to be ready for that. But you're not used to being out there, so how can you be ready for it? Why wouldn't you have the guy that's always used to it and ready for it? It would probably make the play for you out there. Which leads me into my final thought here on catching up with Tommy Mack. So Urban Meyer was asked, why was James Robinson out of the game? Did you hear what he said? He said, I don't know. Go ask the offensive coordinator. Go ask Bernie or Bev, Bernie Parmalee, who I played against, very good running back for Miami for many years, is our running back coach. Go ask Bernie or Bevel, or Bev, he calls him. Head coach doesn't know his best player isn't in the game for 16 plays. At least that's what he said. I, I think common sense tells me he knew. I mean, how do you not know? How do you not know? I Look, again, I don't think they really like James Robinson, which is idiotic and foolish, in my opinion, and ignorant, in my opinion. But whatever. You know he's your best player. You've got to see that. Carlos Hyde's a fine player. I got nothing against Carlos Hyde. He's a tough player. He's a tough runner. I get it. But he's not James Robinson. And you continue to fail to see that. And then he's out of the game. You said it wasn't punitive. I did learn that. You said, no, no, we weren't punishing him. We just felt like the other guys were better suited. Really? Common sense would tell you that? The other guys are better suited for that type of, of play, right? And by the way, what happened when James came back in? Go look at that's the scoring drive that I was talking about. Go look at it. He ripped off. He's probably pissed off. I would have been too. You what? What do you? Okay, I fumbled. It's bad. I don't like fumbling. It's my first fumble in four hundred snaps. I don't fumble. It was a it was a fluke. You're gonna keep me out because of one fumble when half our team makes mistakes every freaking week and nobody does anything. Go back to common sense. What does that tell you about how things are being run? You know what I mean? Like, what? Now you're... Okay, we're not punishing them. We just think they're better. Really? You think they're better? Well, again, you're an idiot for thinking that they're better. And no disrespect to those guys. They're NFL players, and they're good players, but they're not J-Rob. I just don't... This whole thing is weird. Isn't it bizarre? It's like the Twilight Zone. Like, Urban, really... It's super weird. It is. It's almost... It's kind of... I don't even know. I was about to say, I almost was hoping that he would say... It was punitive because as dumb as that is, it's significantly dumber to think to you're, not you're going to move the ball better with Carlos. Right. And to not know and to say that you don't know. I, I just I can't believe that drive after drive after drive, you think you have a better chance with Carlos Hyde running yep. the ball. I, I just obviously no they way. don't. And their best drive had who in it? J-Rob. J- exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know. Sometimes ego gets in the way of 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 just rational thinking, you know, and it does at the NFL level. These coaches, they do. They get an ego. You have to have somewhat of an ego. I get it. But you have to be able to corral that ego and not let that ego take over of what you're trying to do. And what your job is to do is to put your guys in position to make plays, to help them succeed. It's not just their playmaking ability. It's you setting them up for success based on your play call, based on your strategy, based on your philosophy. That's your job as a coach. I don't care if it's a head coach, position coach, offensive coordinator. That's your job. And you're not doing it. And for Urban Meyer to sit back and not do anything about it, again, how many times, we get, uh, Graham, you probably know the number. How many times have I come on this podcast and said, when is Urban Meyer going to take over this team? How many times? Doesn't. Uh- at I, least, yeah, it's been it's been about it's been about three months, right? <laughs> I mean, when worth. when you know, all you hear about in college, all he did was what he micromanaged everybody. He everybody. made sure everybody was on the same page, every single snap, everywhere. That's what he did, but he's not doing it here. And don't give me this. Well, it's the NFL, and that no, it's just football. Trust me. The only difference is obviously the, uh, the there's a little more complexity in offense and defenses. I get that, but you can learn that unless you're some dumbass. That, but he's not. He's been in football too long to, to to be around X's and O's and not be able to figure that out. Other than that, it's the player. You're dealing with a college kid compared, or you're dealing with a grown man out of college working for a living, working for his family if he's if he's got a family, you know, compared to a bunch of kids that you can control way easier. And they're the best of the best of the best of the best. And you can't always get that in the NFL because of salary cap and other teams vying for these 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 players. It's not rocket science. It's not. It's managing and motivating your people. And if you don't like what's going on, you you take over. That's common sense. That's what I don't get about this whole thing. And, you know, then you got to go back to, okay, what was the deal between Shad Khan and Urban Meyer? What was it? Just be a figurehead? Just, you know, I just need your splash. I just need your name. You know, and I know Urban got this advice. Surround yourself with NFL guys. Fine. And you should, and you should take all their opinions in. But at the end of the day, whose team is it aside from the owner? It's not the GM's team. He's on the side. He's behind the scenes. The head coach, it's your team. Then it goes to who? The quarterback, right? I mean, that's how it's supposed to go. The leaders, it all trickles down trickles down to the last individual so they know exactly what to expect. I mean, it's, again, it's just common sense. And I've, I run my own stuff. So I don't run a company. I don't run a team. I run my household, right, with my wife. But it just, it just seems so bizarre that he's so out of touch. Like, is he doing it on purpose? You know, is he doing it? Is, is he aloof? He can't be aloof. Look what he did in college. This whole I can't do it because they're NFL guys and I'm – did Co- Coffin didn't do that. I was asked, well, how did Coffin handle his NFL guy? They did what he asked them to do. Dick Duran was our coordinator. Dick Duran played in the NFL for 12 years, coached in the NFL for a long time. He's not coaching anymore, but he was, he was a, a big-time coach. There was no friction between him and Tom. He knew Tom was the boss, and he was the boss of the defense. 
There was not no. There was no. Well, what, how did Tom handle it? Tom. Now, granted, Tom did have time at the Giants and the and the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, as an assistant, including one as a wide receiver coach for the Bills. I mean, for the Giants when they won the Super Bowl. So he did have some experience. But at the end of the day, he didn't come in saying, "Hey guys, what should we do?" He said, "This is what we're doing." I don't know. It's just to me. It just it's kind of bizarre. I don't know what's going on between the scenes, you know, behind the doors, whatever. But something's not right with this whole experiment, and it's a failure. I don't. It is. It's a failure. Two and nine. It's a failure. Now, you you flip it around. I'll be the first one that comes on here and be like, "Hey, man, great job, awesome. Let's go into twenty twenty two and kick some real ass," you know. But until we see it. They're lost. It's like that. It's like that TV show. You know, they 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 crash in a plane and survive on an island, and nobody knows where they are, and they don't know what the hell they're doing and what they're gonna. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's a weird situation here in Jacksonville. Um, do you almost think part of my like suspicion so far this year with how aloof Urban is, or seemingly is? It almost feels like he got so much warning about how different the NFL is from college that he he overdid it. Maybe that's that's like it, it almost seems like he overdid okay, it. Okay, okay, of... but 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 okay. So if you're Urban Meyer, you're going to get that advice, aren't you? Going to get other advice from the coaches that say, right. "Hey, Urban, it's just football." Right. The guys are different. You know, they're not going to like your rah rah college gimmicky crap. They're not going to like it. And he tried it, by the way, early, Urban. They don't like – grown men don't need – the real pros, they Own don't it. need motivation. They're motivated. They want to win. They want to play. They want to continue playing. They want to continue earning. They want to win championships. So the real ones, the real pros, you don't got to motivate them. They're almost like, yo, leave me alone, man. I'm busy. I got my own mind thing trick going on, getting ready for this week, getting ready for this game. I don't need – I'll be there. I'll be there. If I don't perform, get on my ass. That's fine. But I don't need rah-rah shish from you. I got it inside my soul already. The real pros. Anyway. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't. I wish I could just be like, yeah, it's going to be great. But it's not going to be great. I think they get killed. And, uh, you know, all I want is a solution to this team. That's all I want. Find a solution to get this city, this fan base, this organization, this franchise, this team, staff and players include everybody included in that building, all the way down to the cafeteria workers, to the people cleaning up, what have you. Um, that's it. Win, baby. Win for them. They deserve it. All right, that'll do it for me. I'm going to have a great weekend. I am. Watching a lot of ball. Going to get some workouts in. Going to have a couple pops, a couple foods. It's going to be great. And then we'll watch the Jags. And you know what? It's fall. Well, it's not fall. It's winter almost. I guess it's winter. Wow. Winter in Jacksonville. Isn't it great? Cramps and shorts. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's 70 and sunny outside. I know. Man. Winter time, baby. Awesome. All right. That'll do it for us. Till next time, stay cool and be safe. And we'll see you right here on Catching Up with Tommy Mac Podcast on 1010XL at 1010XL.com. Of course, on their podcast platform on 1010XL's Facebook page and on the relevant app, a group messaging chat app with live interactive podcasts. You, too, can be a podcast. Yeah, it's that simple. Just go to the App Store or to Google Play, download the free app, become a member, and create your own channel. It's that simple. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Jags. I never knew that a kid like me could-